All right. We're in the beginning or we're in the middle of a series called Be Bold, Be Strong. Someone say, Be Bold and Be Strong. We're continuing with that series this morning. And my title is, Stake Your Claim in the God Who is More Than Enough. Someone say, The God Who is More Than Enough. Reading from a familiar passage of Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he is my God, in him will I trust. I'm proposing to you this morning that you stake your claim in the God who is all sufficient, the God who is more than enough. And Isaiah 63 will end, who is this coming from Eden with his clothing stained with red? Who is this in royal robes traveling in the greatness of his strength? And he responds and said, it is I, the Lord, announcing your salvation. Can I get an amen? It is I, the Lord, who has the power to save. Let's stake our claim in the God who is all sufficient. Can you say amen? Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit in this room. Speak through your servant. Speak what I don't even say. Whisper into the ears. No one is here by accident. Speak to them, encourage them, encourage our church body in this series of be bold, be strong. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad I'm not under the law, because if I were, I'd have to stand the entire time she talks. <laughs> Thank God for grace, amen. In this opening verse, dwelleth in the Hebrew in the way it's found in this chapter written by Moses means to stake your claim. My God is the God of more than enough. He is all sufficient. He is all sufficient. And Moses had seen his sufficiency. Moses had seen and witnessed God's ability. And he had staked his claim that I'm going to dwell not in the shadow of the world, not in the shadow of politics, not in the shadow of trouble, not in the shadow of sin, but I'm going to stake my claim in the shadow of he who is all sufficient, he who is more than enough. They call him El Shaddai, and he is the all-sufficient God. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this house. For 40 years, Moses had seen God be faithful in the wilderness. It's a good thing to know God can get you out of Egypt, but then when you're in a wilderness, you need to know he'll take care of you. In the wilderness, there was no grocery bills. Can I get an amen? In the wilderness, there was no water bills. There was no heating and air bills. Sorry, Matt, you'd have been out of a job. In the wilderness, they never had to replace their shoes because their shoes never wore out. Think of the children that grew up in the wilderness. It's a miracle. They never had to buy clothes. And Moses saw the sufficiency of God, and so he staked his claim. I'm going to live in the shadow of he who is more than enough. And I propose to you this morning, if God did it before, do you think he will do it again? Do you think he will do it again? Do you think he will take care of you? This morning, may we stake our claim in the God who is more than enough, the God God that is with you and I, the one who is able to meet every need by the grace in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? 
2 Corinthians 3 says, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is being of us, but our sufficiency is from God. Can I get an amen? Sufficient means adequate for the purposes. Sufficient means as much as needed. I love that Paul said, Rhonda is not sufficient within herself, but in God, she is sufficient. When you feel insufficient, remember your God is all sufficient. He is the God that is more than enough. Can you say amen? In the thick of a situation, you ever been in a thick of a situation? It means that the situation is deeply pressing into you. Even in that, he is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, my grace is sufficient for you. Look at your neighbor and say, for you. And my power is made perfect in your weakness. Is anybody thankful today that his power is made perfect in our weakness? Hallelujah. And he says in 2 Corinthians 9, and God, I love this, is able to make all grace abound to you so you can have all, everyone say all, sufficiency in all things that you may abound, not just squeeze by, not just by the skin of your teeth, as my daddy used to say, not just a little bit, but it means leaning ourselves into God like you fling yourself on a bed after a long day's work. Anybody with me? You're so tired, you just sprawl out on that bed. Charles Spurgeon said, we should trust in the God who is all sufficient in that way. Not saying I'm going to grit my teeth and get through this, but say I know that my God loves the all sufficient one to deliver. He loves to deliver in the time of a Hail Mary. Can I get an amen? In a do or die in Helm's deep situations in heaven today no one is boasting about how they got through anything in their own strength. In heaven today no one is building a praise unto their self but they are pointing to the center of the heavenly realm where the I am that I am sits upon a throne and they are saying he was all sufficient he got me through what no one thought I could get through and I'm here today because of him is anybody in the room this morning here today because of the great I am give him a shout of praise we didn't lock and load. We didn't get through with our moxie. We didn't bring all this. We got through because of God. Look at your neighbor and say, I got through because of God. And Joshua has been our center point in this series. Joshua was called to take new territory after Moses went to heaven. And he had to be feeling intimidated. We often don't know what people are thinking until we hear what God says to them. And Jimmy, God says to Joshua, Joshua, I can see fear in your eyes. I can hear the bully of intimidation bullying you. Anybody been bullied or intimidated recently? Joshua had to wonder, am I enough? Am I sufficient? Am I adequate to fulfill my destiny? And you may be wondering going into this week, going into this season, you may be wondering, am I enough? Am I sufficient to be the parent I need to be? Can I get an amen from a parent of an elementary school child? Come on. Am I enough to be a parent? Am I enough to be the employee I need to be? Am I enough to be the manager I need to be, the friend? Am I adequate? God says to you what God said to Joshua. Joshua. 
Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be of good courage. Someone say amen. Do not be afraid or dismayed for I, the Lord, go with you. Look at your neighbor and say, he goes with you. He goes with you. You know, we often say, and I think it's a great statement. I've been encouraged by it. You have too. You know, you got this, girl. Boy, you got this. Man of God, you got this. Woman of God, you got this. And it's a great encouraging statement. But maybe we ought to interject something in there. You and God have got this. God's sufficiency in you has got this. Because whenever, Pam, I put the emphasis on I, I find there's an overwhelming burden on me, myself, and I to make things happen. There are talents and gifts and skills in this room that are so mighty. We are to acknowledge every good thing he has given us to Scripture. But God, when he wants to encourage us, he does not encourage us about our skills. He encourages us by saying, I am. I am with you. I am the source of your strength. Can I get an amen? I am the source of your courage. I am the source of your joy. And I am the source of your victory. God says to us this morning, I am the all-sufficient God. I will never fail you. I will never leave you. Don't be worried. Don't be intimidated by the world. Live in the shadow of he who is faithful, of he who is true of he is that glorious give him a shout of praise and Joshua had seen the sufficiency of God in Moses Joshua himself had stepped on dry ground across the Red Sea he had heard the cries when the death angel passed over but God's people were kept safe he had seen the miracles in the wilderness but he had to wonder now will the God who was sufficient yesterday keep me today Will the God who let no weapon form against me yesterday not let any new weapon be formed for me today? Can I get an amen? I'd like to present some testimonies to you. Don't be worried. I'm not calling you up. Look at your neighbor and say, breathe, breathe. It's all good. Say, that pastor up there likes to call people up. She scares me. I get it. I get it. I do scare people. But I'd like to bring you some testimonies of some times that God was more than adequate. In the thick of a situation in Eden, it's enough to blow it. Has anybody but me ever blown it? Anybody ever said something you shouldn't have said? Anybody ever done, oh, I've got some angels in the room. Um, anybody ever done anything you shouldn't have done? Anybody ever not do something you should have done? And you just feel that you blew it? In that moment, well, how would you have liked to have been the first person that ever did that? Adam and Eve. The first people that ever blew it and the shame and the regret that's on their life and their insufficiency is staring them down. It's hurling them down. And so what did they do? They did what we often do. In their insufficiency, they began to sew fig leaves together. They began to try to cover their inadequacy. You know what? We often try to do that. We look in that story and we think, how ridiculous. You know God can see you through those fig leaves and you're hiding from him. You're hiding from the one who has the answer. I present to you this morning that all of us at one time or the other have hid from the one who has the answer, the one who can redeem us, the one who can turn it around. We can sew fig leaves together. In essence, what we do is saying, I can put my life back together. I can take the broken pieces 
finances and I can fix this. Think of all the sweat, all the work, all the panic as Adam and Eve try to cover them in their own time. When I was going to Lee University many years ago, I led the junior choir at North Cleveland. Danny Murray was my official boss and I was going through some things and, and I hid for a while and he called me on the carpet and he said, you've not been here. You're the junior choir director. You've got to be here. You're hiding because people are talking about you. And you think you've got to explain why you're in the predicament that you're in as a single woman at your age. You think you've got to explain what pain you went through. He said to me, you can't cover anything, Rhonda Giles. You can't make anything change. Only Christ can cover you. You need to get back in this house on Sunday morning and Sunday night because we went to church on Sunday night and Wednesday night and you need to get in the middle of the altar and stop hiding and running for your call because you have a destiny and you being here is part of your destiny. You know what? It was a wake-up call I needed. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. But I often think how you and I try to cover ourselves, cover our inadequacy, cover that part of our flesh that we thought we wouldn't still have to deal with and it keeps bubbling up and so we think I can piece this together. The amazing thing is the testimony that Adam and Eve would say to you this morning is he was traveling in the greatness of his strength toward us every minute. He was the provision. He was going to pick up the pieces. He was going to clothe us. I love that the first view of God in restoration is a God that's all sufficient to redeem that which was lost, to restore that which was broken, to pick up the pieces to our broken lives and put them back together. I don't know about you, but I want to dwell in the shadow of the one who is all sufficient. Somebody give him a praise in this house he can fix what no money can fix he can strengthen what nothing can strengthen Abraham would testify this morning of God's all-sufficient power if he were to stand up he would say brothers and sisters I was holding on by a thread the Bible says against all hope he held on he would say, our bodies, me and Sarah, our bodies were as good as dead. And others said to us, and doubt said to us, and fear said to us, you didn't hear right from God that you're the mother and father of many nations. You're too old. It's too late for the promise to be fulfilled. Too much time has come, and you've not heard right. But brothers and sisters, Abraham would say, that's when God who is all sufficient, God who is all power, stepped in and said it shall be one year from this time it shall be what I said it will be it shall be fulfilled as I said it would don't you love a God who can back up his promises somebody praise him this morning in this house and Abraham would say you should have seen Sarah and I shopping in the maternity aisle at 100 is so much fun you know Christine came along late in life and the thing that still irritates me, Pammy, because we had babies not too far from each other. We weren't that old. I was 39, and everyone thought it was Courtney's baby, and she was only 14. And they say, oh, you're the mama, and you must be the grandmama. Oh, you know the spirit of slap came over me 
And I said, that's my baby. I'm only 39. I can only imagine what it felt like. But I think Abraham and Sarah would say to you this morning, that promise caused us such joy. We determined to name him Laughter. And we still can't get over what God did. We still can't get over when God's sufficiency met our insufficiency. I love that Psalms 121 says, when God fulfills his promise, we were like men who dreamed and our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues were filled with joy and songs of joy. I'm looking for a time for many of you that your mouths are filled with laughter and your words are song of joy because God has fulfilled. God has saved that prodigal. God has healed that body. God has raised up that ministry. Somebody give him a praise in advance this morning. I believe that the Apostle Peter, I'll bring one New Testament character to you, would stand to give testimony. I just love him. And I believe he would say, when I denied him, when I betrayed him, everybody gave up on me. Everyone said he's done. But I think he would say, I love it that even when I turned away from him, he didn't turn away from me. Anybody in the house ever turned away from the Lord only to know that he came looking for you? He left the 99 to find you. If you agree, say amen this morning. And I believe Brother Gerald Peter would say, he came for me. He commissioned me. He raised me up out of that pit I was in of deserting him at the most crucial moment of his life. He still loved me. He still believed in me. I'm telling you, there are people in all of our lives that the world has said it's done. They're never going to come around. It's never going to happen for them. But they're not dwelling under the shadow of the all-sufficient one. They're not looking to the one who brings dead things to life. They're not looking to the one who redeems men who turns prodigals into preachers and prisoners into prophets. Somebody give him a shout of praise this morning. And I believe Peter would testify to encourage you and say, I was in that upper room when the Holy Spirit fell. I was right there in that upper room when tongues like fire came and the fire of the Holy Spirit filled us all. And I stepped out of that room and onto a little platform and I began to preach with the utterance of the Holy Spirit. And on that day, 3,000 came back to know Jesus or came to know Jesus. I believe he would say to you this morning about your sufficient God, don't let your inadequacy, don't let your insufficiency, don't let any of those things bully you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He is more than able. He is more than enough. He is the all-sufficient God, adequate for everything somebody praise him this morning he was sufficient in my yesterday he is sufficient in my today and he will be sufficient in my future he was sufficient in your yesterday and your today and will be tomorrow and here's some of your testimonies you made it through what you shouldn't have survived when you went left when you should have gone right he factored in time for you to be restored when you said I've lost too much time I've been on a detour I missed my I missed my opening God doesn't just have one opening for your life God is the eternal father God can restore and get you back on track even in the time of losses and 
pain. He's the God who doesn't know time. He's the God who brings restoration. He is the all-sufficient God. And we stake our claim in who he is and what he can do. Hallelujah to his name. You think about in your home, it's like it was a boxing ring and everybody was watching and they said, oh yeah, that family's down for the count. They're done, they're done. And people started counting down. And God said, don't you count down what belongs to me. Don't you give your opinion on what I call mine. Don't you give your report on those I call by my name. Because when the world thinks they're down for the count, they forget that El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, is watching. And it's only to the matter of the moment when grace and mercy show up and put down the very enemy that came against them. He is the all-sufficient God. Remember when you're an employee and your employment your door closed and he made a way where there was no way remember in times of plenty when you had all the money you needed and extra and it was blessing and he was all sufficient and you probably remember like me times of lack you may have used your credit card to get green beans you may have pawned your ring you may have pawned your title you may have done everything you can to get this one to hold off so you could pay for that but even in that season he was all sufficient. He helped you to survive. And we say hallelujah to the all sufficient God. We stake our claim in him. When your relationships were peaceful like a lazy river and you just loved it sitting with iced tea and everybody was happy taking pictures and, you know, posting on social media how happy our family is. But then you got into a relationship of chaos and all of a sudden the water started breaking down like the waters of Katrina came up against the levee and broke the levee down in New Orleans and God didn't leave you alone then he was all sufficient he didn't have to block the water of the enemy with sandbags he didn't have to get you to a roof to save you he merely held back the waters of opposition he stilled the waves and he saved your relationships he saved your family he was sufficient he is sufficient he will always be sufficient somebody pray him this morning. God says this morning, you have stood strong, and yes, you have. You have prayed what you know to pray. Now let your all-sufficient God take it from here. You see, he says, you see, or you say, I see dry bones, and he says, I see an exceeding great army. You say, all I see is limitations, and he says, I see endless possibilities you have through me. He, you say, all I see is inadequacies. And he says, I see what you are well able to do because of me. You say, there's no way out of this problem. And he said, I've never met a problem that I couldn't solve. God has gone ahead of you through his mercy, through his favor that's for a long and lifetime, through his grace that is generous and marvelous. God has gone before you. He has authorized the blueprint. He has designed the schematics of your provision. God is able because he is all sufficient. He is the all sufficient God. There's never an insufficiency that he cannot solve. Can you say amen? He created the world by his own power. He called light out of darkness. He made things come together. This is a word for someone that has never come before together. God is going to make some things come together for you that have never come together before. Hallelujah. He's going to make some things work that have never worked before. 
Why do you say, the Lord says in Isaiah 40, my just claim is passed over by you, O Lord. He says, look up into the heavens. Who else created the stars and calls them by name? Who else calls the lightning forth and it reports and says, here we are. That creator of the ends of the earth, the one that holds the stars in the sky, the one that holds the land back from the sea, he's the one. He's never going to grow weary of you. He's never going to grow faint of you. You're never going to have to search for his understanding because he is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. Give him one more praise in this house. Musicians, if you'd come help me. Hallelujah. Somebody just give him a shout of praise. You know, I'm not done just sitting in the atmosphere. God says, I can do what a counselor can't find remedy for. I can find the diagnosis that the doctor cannot find. When the banker doesn't have any answers for you, I, the Lord, do. I don't have to seek help. I don't have to. God says to us this morning, no one voted me in and no one's voting me out. No one can hold me back and no one can push me forward. Politicians rise and fall. Kings, potentates, and presidents come and go. But from the beginning of time to the end, he is the great I am that I am, which means he is everything that you and I need. And he says this morning, I am all sufficient. Somebody say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You see, when your insufficiency says, I've run out of strength, you stake a claim in his I'm going to dwell in your shadow. When you say, you know what, Lord, my joy has run dry. He says, that's okay. Stake a claim in my all-sufficient joy. When you say, God, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm weary, tired. I'm bone tired. I don't think I can keep clocking in, taking care of my family. God says, tap in, stake a claim into my all-sufficiency. He says, when you say, you know, God, I'm overwhelmed with responsibility. It's just overwhelming. He knows and he understands and he says, tap into my all sufficiency. You say, this job, God, seems endless and I don't know how to make it work. He says, I am more than enough. I am the all sufficient God. And he says this morning, stake your claim and say, he is more than enough to heal me. Can I get an amen? He is more than enough to meet my financial needs. Can I get an amen? He is more than enough to bring strength to my family. He is more than enough to save my prodigal children. He is more than enough to save my prodigal grandchildren. He is more than enough that he can part any sea I come up against. He can lower any wall I come up against. Trouble may encamp around you, but the Lord says, keep your eyes on he who is all sufficient. He has never failed. He never will fail. He doesn't know how to fail. He is God all by himself. And he's your God. All sufficient. That's fun preaching here this morning. For every moment that you feel inadequate, his confidence in you is sufficient. 
For every fear that you are facing, his courage is sufficient. For every mountain you must climb, his strength is sufficient. For every wound your heart has suffered, his healing is sufficient. His mercy is sufficient, never-ending and new every single morning. For every day of all your tomorrows, in the joy and in the sorrow, you will find him just the same. He is more than sufficient, and he is enough for you today. Put your hands together and praise him one more time before I begin to wrap this up. Thank you, Jesus. Someone just lift your hand and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your sufficiency. Thank you that you are more than enough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are more than enough. You are able, Lord, to do so much more than we could dream or imagine. You are the God of heaven. You are able, Lord, to do so much more than even my prayers can utter. You are the God who thunders with grace and glory. You will meet us with strength and mightiness you will see us you are for us not against us you are the god who is more than enough so let your healing now flow in this room let your power touch every certain person that needs a touch from you oh lord you are able you are able you are able, if you need something from him, right where you are, just lift up a hand. I'm not done preaching, but he's moving in this place right now. Whatever you need, maybe stand at your seat and begin to reach up to him for whatever you need today. He is here. His healing power, that's it. His strengthening power, that's it. His courage, that's it. Those prayers that seem unanswerable. He says, I am with you. I am for you. You are not alone. His power moves through this room right now. His power moves through this room right now. If you're near some of these that are standing, just quickly go and stand by them and support them right now if you can. You might have to move a little bit to get near someone, but go stand by someone that's standing. Go believe with them for what they're believing for. Lord. Lord Jesus, even now, even now, that's the rain from heaven coming down right now. Right now, just let him minister to your soul. If you're seated, just begin to worship him. Build an atmosphere of worship. Build an atmosphere of healing. Build an atmosphere of miracles. Thank you, King Jesus. Thank you, King Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Just keep worshiping him all over this house. Hallelujah. 
I know you by name and you belong to me. I know you by name. I am able, says the Lord. I know you by name and you belong to me. Let my peace fill you right now. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it, Britt. Somebody just worship him in this place. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Somebody just bless him in this house. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. I praise you, King Jesus. Praise you, King Jesus. We praise you, King Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, King Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Someone's heart is just absolutely feeling broken this morning. And it seems irreparable is the word that comes to me but the spirit of the Lord has looked inside of you and says shall not God search this out Psalms 44 and 21 for he knows the secret places of the heart and the Lord said if you would just lift your heart to me right where you stand I'm going to heal what you cannot heal would somebody just begin to worship the Lord that this person right where they stand can find healing. Lord Jesus, do for them what only you can do. Lord, heal them in the private way. You want to heal them right where they stand, right where they are, Lord Jesus. Heal them. Touch them by your grace. Touch them by your mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Jesus. You that need to stay seated, please do so. Everyone else, would you just please stand right where you are? And I'll say these last words, and we'll open these altars for ministry. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We bless your name, Lord. You are faithful and true. You are faithful and true. You are faithful and true. The ultimate sufficiency that God gave us was a place called Calvary and Abraham saw it first when he was climbing up Mount Moriah with Isaac and he didn't know that up the other side of the mountain was climbing the very ram, the lamb that would be the sacrifice. God reminds us this morning that sometimes we don't know that our provision is traveling at the same time. Come on, somebody. That was a word for somebody. At the same time that our problem is going. And the Bible says that Abraham said, on the mount of the Lord, he will provide. What Abraham did was, and I encourage you and I to do, he staked his claim in a God who was sufficient. He didn't know how. He didn't know when. But he knew God said, I'm going to provide what man cannot provide. And for that, we give the King of glory, praise, and honor, and glory, and majesty to the King eternal, immortal, invincible. 
invisible, the only wise God. And the Bible said the angel called to Abraham and he said he looked up and he saw a ram caught in the thicket, in the thick of it. In the thick of it. And the amazing thing was the ram got his cranium and his brow struck that the shrubs were so dense upon Mount Moriah. He got it stuck to when Abraham looked at him, it looked as though he was wearing a crown of thorns. It looked like he had been caught. What God was saying to Abraham is, and what God is saying to you, brothers and sisters, you don't have to be your own provision. You don't have to be the one that fixes it all. This burden is not on you. That yoke is not on you. The Lord says, I will provide what's needed, Tim Cook. I will provide what you need. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. He was saying, I am the source, the ultimate Provision is what Abraham saw. Christ, the Son of the living God, in his sufficiency met our insufficiency. And they put, according to the four parallels of the gospel of crown of thorns, upon his own brow that dug into his beautiful mind. They put it there. Instead of a crown of thorns, he should have had a crown, and he does now, of silver and gold and rubies and diamonds. But he chose to meet your insufficiency and mine by becoming the sufficient, spotless lamb of God. In the thick of it, he came. In the thick of it, in the middle of a fallen mankind, he came in the middle of the crisis. And I say to you, today the cross is sufficient it's broad enough it's long enough it's high enough it's deep enough to touch any need any failure any guilt any sin somebody give him a praise in this house hallelujah come on and give jesus a praise he said to us die which means it is finished his sufficiency made our insufficient. And that's why we opened with Isaiah 63. Who is this who comes from Eden with his robes dripping with blood? Who is this clothing stained with red? Isaiah said, and the Lord answered and said, just like the ram that went up the side of a mountain, it is I traveling in the greatness of my strength. It is I, the Lord, announcing to you, I have the power to save. He became the sufficiency. What the law could not do, Christ himself did. And today, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Praise him one more time before we pray with you. Come on, someone give a shout to the great I am. He who is sufficient to the Son of glory, the Son of majesty, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. I wish somebody would praise Him this morning. Hallelujah. With eyes open, singers, come join us. Let's do the th third song we did.
with eyes open. You say, I need this morning God's sufficiency to meet a situation in my life that's insufficient. I want you to come and stand at these altars and we'll come and others will come and pray with you. You say, I want to stand this morning for a situation in which I need God's sufficiency to meet my insufficiency. Would you give them a hand as they come right now? Would you bolster their confidence as they come now? As they come now, would you just keep giving them the courage? Keep giving them the courage. Giving them the courage. Come on, whatever you need, he's here. There's a few more that need to come. That the Lord has just put something in your heart. And you say, I want someone to agree with me that his sufficiency is greater than my insufficiency, that his strength is greater than my weakness, that his power is greater than my lack, that where I am weak, he is strong. Maybe it's a situation you need him to move in. Maybe it's a situation at work or in home or in your physical body. He's here right now. As they begin to sing chains fall, I want a wall of warriors to come and stand behind these people. Come and help me, Church of the Harvest. Come and help me and stand behind these. Come and help me and stand behind these and begin to pray for them for what they need. We come under the shadow of he who is all sufficient. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.